Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh, We're back for everyone. This is a free episode. Welcome back to us. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to everybody. Uh, What's been going on? Oh, well, you started um, Whole30 again. Yeah, I did. I'm on Whole30. I'm on Whole30 day nine today okay today's day nine and i would say it's been going pretty well good um it's like okay there are moments of frustration it's kind of a pain in the ass when like the it's not the food so much like of course there are like moments where i'm like i want to have a glass of wine i want to have like a dessert whatever but the most annoying part of it is just like, oh, fuck, I have to go back to Whole Foods and like standing in the kitchen and like, like the meal I'm doing, like the meal prep thing that they say you should do. Mm-hmm. And these meal prep days, I mean, it's like my feet are killing me by the end. I did it yesterday and I was just like wiped out by the end of the day because I'm like cooking like all of these sheet pans of vegetables. I made, I made egg muffins. I made like sat, you know, chicken salad. Like I'm just, and I'm like from, and it's all from scratch. Like you make the mayonnaise from scratch, you make the chicken, but yeah. like everything is, it's just a lot. And you're doing, you're doing that all in one day for like a week. Yeah. I do it in one day for like a week basically. And then there are like little things in between, like I might make like a dinner here and there, but and I have some like frozen stuff. Like I have like some frozen turkey burgers and stuff. Um, but for the most part, it's just that. Yeah, that could be because if you're in the kitchen for too long, your feet like I guess that's why chefs wear those crocs or something. I know I'm cause... gonna have to get crocs. <laughs> and all I'm like tall, so like all the kitchen stuff is 
like the counter and the stove is always like a little too short for me. So I'm, I'm like hunched over while I'm in there. And then I always feel like, Oh, that's bad shit after I leave the kitchen. But I I, I definitely don't have that problem. I, um, have gotten into a really good groove of shopping once a week, like figuring out what I'm going to cook for dinner that week and doing all my grocery shopping just once, but then cooking wise, I'll, it'll be like every other day I'll make dinner and then have leftovers for the next day. And that will take me, it's like, you know, an hour or less per day. So it's not that bad. Cause I, uh, yeah, cooking everything for a week's worth of meals seems really overwhelming to me. Well, it's kind of just because, so like the idea is that you want to like limit your temptation or like limit your impulse to just say like, okay, fuck it. I'm not doing this. Like let's go to wherever. And so, and also like, if you don't have the stuff that you need, like you can't eat it. So like just making sure that there's always like ground cooked ground meat and like a few chicken breasts and like some sort of like salad in the fridge that you can just like put on a plate and just like eat it for like lunch or like any meal that you would need. Um, that's like the idea, but I did do that. Like I made, like, I made like a dinner, I made an actual dinner for us. I've actually only made like dinners, like planned out like meals twice this whole time. And then we've like had the leftover from that, or just like a bunch of like shit mixed together in a bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been good. Like the food stuff is not a big problem really just like all of the prep and also like every day I'm like oh shit like I need this other thing like that I forgot that I needed or like I want something like oh we need like fruit I'll need like more fresh Mm. fruit all the time or just like whatever yeah yeah uh what was I gonna say oh I yeah I I think that thing of of just having stuff around at home to eat will be it's like the single biggest thing that prevents you from doing like a spontaneous takeout or going to get some garbage fast food or whatever yeah because like my breakfast which I'll go into later in the episode (laughs) is has been very regimented for the past several months which I really like I I like not having to make choices in the morning for breakfast Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to figure out a way to do the same thing for lunch and having not necessarily the same thing every day, but like maybe alternate. So I'll, I'll do, I'll make like six hard boiled eggs. I know you hate hard boiled eggs. I'm sorry. Trigger warning. No, I'm back. I mean, I've been eating them. Eat well, I haven't them. been, but I'm like ready to eat some. So I can I'll, have like, get into it I can have eggs a couple of times a week. And then I go, I go on my thrive market and buy all the like disgusting wild caught tinned fish I can buy. Yeah. So I have, and I actually created a really good recipe this week for lunch, which, um, I've dubbed the San Vicente tuna toast. That sounds very fancy. Uh, because, well, I wanted to call it the Brentwood tuna toast, but like there's always the Brentwood. There's all, all um, already the Brentwood. It sounds like a Brentwood tiny. hello. Yeah, it's like a Brent, the well, Brentwood. The just... Brentwood tuna toast sounds like something. Well, I <laughs> yeah, sounds, that's, yeah, that's what, uh, that's Ron Goldman's last words I before know. he got I stabbed. was trying not to say that name, but, um, <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> but, uh, it, cause I, it's inspired by the flavors of the nineties, but it's also a little updated. So I take a can yeah. of tuna, just like great quality. Um, cause I guess the albacore has the most mercury. So I do the non albacore, which is actually cheaper. 
Um, and then I mix up, I don't do mayonnaise in the tuna. I mix up olive oil, Dijon, and then I chop up some olives and pickled peppers and Parmesan. Mm. And I make like a sort of an Italian or like a niçoise type tuna salad. And then I take Ezekiel toast, which I'm obsessed. Ezekiel or my new favorite is Genesis toast, which is the same. What? <laughs> What's well, it's the blue. So it's the same brand as Ezekiel. Okay. Thank God. Cause if there was another biblical toast, I would lose my mind. No, it's the same people. It's just in the blue container or the blue wrapper instead of, the Oh, orange. that's what the cereal is. Ye- well, that's what the grape nuts are. They're oh, in a yeah, blue it thing. is blue. I wonder yeah. if that is Genesis. It's, it's a little lighter than the the regular Ezekiel it's it, they're basically the same I don't really there's not that much of a difference but it's it's a little less like hippie crunchy I feel like so I do two slices of that toast and then I'll mix up an avocado and I do mix in a little in my primal kitchen mayonnaise so I make like a little creamy avocado spread on the bottom and then I'll put the tuna salad on top and then I just top it all with a shit ton of sprouts and then I drizzle balsamic vinegar over the sprouts. That sounds really good. And that's your breakfast? Or that's no, your that's lunch? my lunch. That's my okay. lunch. My breakfast is, well, I'll go into my breakfast later because it was the um, thing I would try. All right. Well, can I tell everybody my breakfast? Yes. Tell okay. Because mine are super simple, but I'm like kind of like really into the simplicity of it. So my big challenge for breakfast is no offense, but this podcast on Fridays, because I don't have time to like make breakfast and eat it by the time we record. So I've been, so last night I made, I I may have already said this. I made egg muffins, which are like these muffins that people in paleo circles are like obsessed with. And especially the like really Christian, like paleo mom. Are they like the Starbucks egg bite? Like that type. Uh, Well, they're not sous vide. There is a recipe I found to do a sous vide one, and I do want to try it, but it takes like two hours, and I just like wasn't going to do it last night. So, um, it's my recipe is sort of fucked up. There's so many recipes out there, and you have to just kind of like guess at what you want to do because based on what you have. So I just mixed ten eggs with like half a container of um, Kite Hill ricotta in the Mm. blender, and then I dumped it over. I had like in muffin tins, like a little bit of sauteed spinach and a little bit of, um, sugar-free bacon. And I just sort of like poured it over that and baked it for like 20 minutes. And they came out a little bit dry, but I would probably prefer too dry to too like mushy and disgusting. So that's something it's a little bit bland, but, um, that sounds really good though. I know. I think next time I might do the whole thing of ricotta and maybe yeah. like a little almond milk or something. Cause it's too dry, but the, they came out almost like a Yorkshire pudding, uh-huh. like looking and feeling. And I think if I got more liquid in there and maybe cooked it for shorter, I think I would get something similar to that texture. Um, yeah. maybe double the ricotta. I'm going to have to figure it out. Are you working from a recipe or you just created it? I'm like basing it on, there are so many recipes out there, but so there are recipes for like regular ones where they tell you to put in ricotta. And then there are these like primal ones that were all made before Kite Hill ricotta existed. Those are the ones that I've been finding, but I'm like, I know I want to use this Kite Hill ricotta in this. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like, 
guest, they were like, use a cup, use half a cup. I used half a cup also. Cause I'm like, it's really expensive. I don't want to use this whole tub of it in this thing in case it doesn't turn out well, mm-hmm. which probably was a mistake. I should have just put the whole thing in there. Cause the whole container is about a cup of ricotta. Um, okay. so I was like, kind of, I mean, there were so many, there were just so many different recipes and I'm like, eh, I get it, which is always my downfall, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, um, cause yeah, the, it's the thing of like, you think you're like, oh, you look, glance at a recipe and you're like, oh, I get the gist of this. And then you do something and you do one little thing wrong in it. I mean, not that it ruined the recipe, but you're not, you're yeah. Uh, cooking, especially baking is definitely not as intuitive as it seems. Sometimes. Yeah. And it's more like baking. Pro- I mean, you do bake them, Yeah, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I mean, I'm still going to eat them. They're not like bad. They're just a little dry and bland. Um, yeah. Try but- double the ricotta. Cause then, I mean, how much is a cup of Kite Hill ricotta? It's like what? $8 or something. I mean, I think it was like seven. And also if you shop at Whole Foods with the Amazon thing and not to be like some Jeff Bezos, little Bezos slut, but it really is like cheaper to buy that stuff at Whole Foods with the Amazon than at like any other store. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm obviously a Whole Foods evangelist too. We're not sponsored by Jeff Bezos, but the LA times did a whole like expose or not. It's probably too Mm. strong of a word. They did a like comparison of like grocery store prices and all the major grocery store chains in the city. Yeah. And Trader Joe's was obviously the cheapest, but um, Whole Foods was cheaper than like Vons or Ralph's or anything for most, for most like, yeah, I think I spend less money at Whole Foods than I do when I go to Ralph's. Yeah. Especially if you're, if you're buying organic stuff, the organic stuff at the regular grocery stores is always so expensive. And you get that discount. Like you get discounts on everything. If you are a prime member. Yeah. And And especially a lot of stuff. Especially if you use the the like the Whole Foods app on your phone, you can yeah. actually glance before you go to the grocery store what things are on sale that week. Um, because especially like with meat and certain things that are like that go bad or like dairy, they'll have certain certain things that are like deeply discounted every week. So if you like, you know, create your meal prep around what's on sale at Whole Foods, you can really you can really you, save some bucks. No, you really can. Um, but anyway, so yes. It's like six bucks. I was just like, I don't want to, I don't know. What if I want to do something else with this ricotta? Like, I don't know. (laughs) And I'm also like, I was like, I will not go back to a grocery store for seven days. That was like my promise to myself Mm because I keep going back every single day. Yeah. That, I mean, I do fantasize about, cause you know, like, have you been to the Whole Foods in Burbank? Yeah. They have like those condos on top of it. I know. And you could just like. <laughs> That's like literally my dream is to live on top of a whole thing. That's like my old dream with the Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but then I was thinking Burbank truly has the worst restaurants in the entire world. Like it, there's literally not a good. I mean, there's good like lunch stuff in Burbank, but there's literally not a good dinner restaurant in Burbank. The Absolutely. only good restaurant in Burbank. Yeah. Is like Guisado's. And then you could drive up to that like weird restaurant that's like in the hills which oh, just has a good view, but the food that's isn't good. true. And there's that like, um, Italian steam table restaurant that people seem to like, but it's like Pinocchio's or something. I don't know. People in Burbank um, swear by it. Well, whatever. Um, but anyway, oh, but like most of my breakfast up until today have just been scrambled eggs. Sometimes I put in a little bit of Kite Hill cream cheese as like a little like crumb fresh thing. Sometimes I just have them plain and then a piece of fruit. That's it. So simple. Mm. So good. Uh, One of the last vestiges of my former 
seed oil disrespecting obsession was I still follow this guy called Zach Strength on Instagram. Mm. And he lives, I don't know, he lives in some sort of mid-sized city. I don't know if it's like Cleveland or Indianapolis or something, but he has some like penthouse. And every morning he just takes a picture of his breakfast in front of his like view of like other sort of mid-sized skyscrapers. And the breakfasts are always like, because he's always like bulking. So it's always like a pound of salmon, a pound of ground beef, a pound of chicken, and like a dozen eggs. And then, and then he, um, I guess he shops at Trader Joe's because every day he adds that like ajika, that Georgian Trader Joe's seasoning oh, on it. That's the only that spice good? he has. Uh, it's fine. I don't know, whatever. I'm so anti Trader Joe's now. I've really turned a turned a corner. I know, I am too. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that too later, but okay. Uh, but anyway, if you want some, disgusting inspiration uh for breakfast so i would i would highly recommend his his instagram feed i do sometimes like to have two eggs and like a slight like a half chicken breast for breakfast yeah. with like sriracha on it yeah oh Ooh, sriracha also i remember when i was like i got the kind of agave and i don't give a shit i'm just gonna use it anyway because i'm not whatever no of course i did go back to whole foods and i did get the kind that doesn't have sugar because i'm brainwashed by that Melissa Urban. Oh yeah. Oh, you um, got the the what is the brand called? Oh, it's called like duck, something with a bird in it, yellow bird. Yeah, yellow bird. And it's so it's the, it's the organic one that is only sweetened with dates. Is that what it is? It's dates and tangerine juice. Okay. Is it good? It is so good. It's Fuck. my favorite sriracha. I'm going to only use that now. Shit. I still have the the blue agave one that I'll try yeah. after, but that is because it's like sweet it's like a sweet heat it's yeah. sweeter than i like regular sriracha yeah. even though it's like dates and tangerine juice it has like a ton of lime. it's just like i guess because it's like all organic and it's just like all like fruit juices i don't know what it is but it is really good i al- i almost bought it and then i chickened out at the last minute because it was so extremely expensive <laughs> it's stupid for how expensive it is i but got you're not it gonna on- use that much i mean well i use it like i literally put it on every single meal mm-hmm. i eat um, because we, it's like the only thing that and the whole 30 brand barbecue sauce, okay. m- like mixed together. Those that's like, that's what I like top, like everything that like, you just like all the like dump in a bowl kind of meals that I've been having. Yeah. I just do like barbecue sauce and sriracha. Um, cause they're like all of the creamy, like ranch and stuff is just they're so gross. wretched. So gross. Um, but yeah. I, so yeah, that's it. And, um, I made a tarragon chicken salad for lunch and I also have leftover egg roll in a bowl, the famous whole 30 fucking recipe, which is also insanely good. (laughs) Um, and that's it. That's great. Thanks. Uh, what else? I, oh, last week I was talking about, I was going to, I almost bought that whole like goop morning routine kit from Megan. And then I checked it out at the I last know, minute I know, I know. and I ended up getting those cheaper dupes from Amazon. Oh, right. Right. Which I mean, you got what you pay for. Cause I got I like, I got the, the bliss micro magic microdermabrasion renewing scrub, which is $12. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's fine. It's fine. It's better than like, you know, the St. Ides apricot scrub or whatever, but it's, that shit don't ever use that yeah. i used that when i was in like junior high and yeah. my face started peeling off i've never bought again it's horrible uh this is it's fine it's just you it's it's not goop it's 
there's probably like some not so clean ingredients in there, but from it's for microdermabrasion, it's, it's okay. And then the, the other thing I bought, I actually, I mean, I can't really compare it to the goop vitamin C hyaluronic acid serum. Cause I've never tried it. I guess I've never tried that either. Yeah. But this it's called uh soul suticles and it's S E O U L like the capital of Korea. Soul Ceuticals Day Glow Serum, and it was like twenty dollars, and it has uh, it has vitamin C, ferulic acid, and hyaluronic acid. Yeah, you really- need the ferulic acid. I can't remember why. I did like a deep dive on vitamin C serums, and I ended up getting this like really cheap one off Amazon. But I it like had the right breakdown of like whatever the acids yeah. were that you're supposed to get. I can't remember. I'll tell. I'll look up. I'll look it up, and I'll tell you what I got. And I still use it, but it does come in like a really cheap bottle and my bottle broke. So it's like, that's fucked up. But the serum was pretty good. Yeah, this serum is great. And the bottle's really pretty. It's like an orange label that says like soul suitable. It looks really, it looks really nice. Oh, you know what? I think I've used that before. Hmm. It sounds familiar. Sorry. It was whatever. I forget what beauty, beauty blog I was on, but they said like, this is the best sort of inexpensive version of that. So it's pretty good. Good. But, you know, the credit card bill comes in. So I'm trying to do this thing. You know how there's like intermittent fasting. I'm trying to do this thing called intermittent spending. Me. Okay. Tell me everything. So here's my idea. And I, I'm only, I haven't really done a full month of it. So my goal is to be like, okay, I have one week out of the month where I can, and I obviously can't go crazy, but it's like one week out of the month where I can buy stuff. If I need you know, a new, a new green pan or a new Brita water filter or Wait, a new. Okay. Sorry. I want to hear, I just have so many questions. Everything you say just sparks another question. <laughs> but I, I have a week limit and I can, and I, I know myself, I'm not like a crazy shopper. So I'm like, I might be able to find one or two things that I want that month. But then if I don't buy when that week ends, I can't buy anything. Like the only thing I can buy for the rest, for the month, rest of the month is food. Basically everything else. I can't buy until the next month comes along. That's really good. Yeah. I always try to put myself, I'm trying to go on like a really hard, like shopping. Um, what's it called detox because I'm spending, I spend too much money and like, thank God I have so much stuff. Like I have shit that I just need to use and then I'll shop yeah. again. But including like my free stuff that I got from the hotel that I think I talked about on the Patreon, but it's like, I have stuff. I don't need this stuff. All I need is like, if I have like, I have it, you know? Um, but I always, am like, Oh, I need this. I need, and I, you don't, it's like, that's the wellness curse. That's the problem with this shit where you're like, Oh my God, like my life is incomplete. If I still am using this like brand of soap that everybody was using two years ago, but now everybody's so enlightened and knows that that's actually shit. And it's like, it's fine. You know, Yeah, you'll live. Okay. This is the C serum I use. It's called, okay. I don't know how to say this serumatology, but it has all of these like weird, like French, like little like accents all over it, but it's serumatology. And I know that this is an American company, I think. Um, and it's the C serum 22 and it's 22% vitamin C 5% hyaluronic smooth. I think that's hyaluronic acid and they're calling it something weird. 1% 1% uh, ferulic acid and 1% vitamin E. Okay. I think it's because it has the, so it has the hyaluronic acid, the ferulic acid and the vitamin E. Oh, and I was looking, I think at the time I was looking for something that had a higher percent. I think 22% is like a good percentage of the vitamin C. 
And it's only, how much was it? It was like 10 bucks or something. It was cheap. Really cheap. Nice. It was, oh no, it wasn't. Sorry. It was $31. Well, still cheaper than goop. Still cheaper than goop. Um, what else? Oh, I'll have a little, I, I don't know if I talked about this on just the Patreon, but when I got home from Lake Tahoe and got COVID, I also had an ant infestation in my house, which yeah. has lasted a little bit longer than I wanted or expected. And I tried everything. Thank you. To, actually, a lot of people reached out on the Patreon and like gave me suggestions, which I'm oh, sure- you have to give me that login so I can talk to the people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have given you the login. So no, I have, but it's like, I get, si- I, every time, so- Every time I get signed out, it's a double thing where it's like, I have to like, it texts the, it texts you. Yeah. I think you, I don't know. No, I, it's like the thing where you have the double like security thing right, where it's right, like, right. it sends a text message, but this it'll text it to you. So I can't get in. It'll text you like a code that yeah. I have to enter. I wonder how we fix that. I don't know. I think we just have to be on the phone and I'll log back in. Okay. Anyway. anyway um, so people were saying to use, uh, diatomaceous earth which i'd heard before which i'm sure is great um i had sprinkled coffee grounds i'd done the the borax traps other people talked about um sprinkling cinnamon which i'm sure is really good but i have to say and i'm sure i'll get canceled for this you know what works better than all that stuff is good old-fashioned raid hell yeah get them i tried to hold off for so long no so long we had because john is not super concerned with that stuff so we had like a bottle of raid and I was like, no, we're not using that. It's like toxic. It's poisonous. It's going to kill our cats. We're going to get in our lungs or whatever. And then last week I was doing yoga on the floor and I just mm-hmm. saw a trail of ants again and something snapped in me. And I just grabbed the bottle of Raid and I put the cats in the bedroom and then I sprayed the Raid on the entire perimeter of our whole house in every room and opened the windows and guys... It worked. We didn't really, it we, don't, we don't really have any more ants. So believe science. Yeah. 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 Jen Gunter approved straight up. Oh, is it ever poison chemicals straight from the, the best and brightest brains at Bill Gates eugenics Academy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, sometimes you just have to, I mean, it's like, we always say like, you know, we go to, we both go to the doctor we both do all of the normal shit. Like we're not totally insane. And like, we, you know, wear sunscreen and whatever. I mean, like we do stuff that you're supposed to do, but it's all about balance, right? Yeah. It's all about balance. And I did, it was a last resort. My cats seem fine. And I looked at, even on the bottle, it says, once you do it, you shouldn't do it again for like four weeks. Um, so I won't, but yeah, I've, since then, I've only seen like, you know, two or three like stragglers wandering around and I just instantly kill them. But um, yeah, Good. the cat food is safe. My sanity is slightly better, I guess. I mean, ants, it's just ugh, what a nightmare. It's really it's horrible. I mean, it's better than, I guess, like termites or something or cockroaches or rats. It's so much but, better than roaches. Yeah. Anything is better than roaches. Whoa. But still. Uh, yeah, it was rough. What else? Oh, uh, we got so many new Patreons this week. We did? I think probably because we had like two weeks in a row of doing just Patreon, which I'm sure people are mad at, but whatever. Um, and interesting names, too. I think we have some anonymous benefactors. Oh I don't know. God. We have one that's just called Mysterious Patron. What the fuck? I don't know. 
One who goes by JC Skrilla. I don't know if you're a DJ or what who you are. And then Kathleen and Coco, who I assume are real people. Okay. But, Mysterious yeah, Patreon. That's cool. The first look, I'm gonna be honest. My first reaction was to scream what the fuck. And I do appreciate you being here and thank you so much. I, I understand like wanting to be anonymous. I get it too, because you know that we're gonna say your name. And I don't say anyone's full name on, on the podcast, but but still maybe, I wouldn't want my private. name to be read on a thing that I if someone was just like, oh, thank you to Agnes for her. How support. many Agneses are there out there? Yeah, they're gonna know it's you. Brian, you are constantly cloaked in anonymity. I know. I mean, it could me, be anyone. Basically, so any any person assigned male at birth born between the years 1975 and 1985 are gonna is gonna be named Brian. They're all Brian. Yeah. yeah. Agnes, it's like you're either 85, you or, like, or two. Or two. Yeah. Any... Ahead of her time. My mother was ahead of her time. What yeah. You? Ahead, behind, who's to say? Uh, me, I say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any more business or shall we move on to the old newsletters? We have a lot of Gwyneth stuff to cover, yeah, but it's, all, it's mean... all on my list, I have to say. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
What was your best of the week? Okay. My best of the week was from the newsletter and it was the best dairy-free and gluten-free cooking swaps for butter, cream, eggs, and flour. Obviously I am on a whole 30, but like, I do not want to bring dairy back. That is a for sure thing about me. I'm like, I'm not into dairy. Um, so I definitely appreciate it. I'm already using the Miyoko's vegan butter. Mm -hmm. Um, the silk heavy whipping cream alternative. I mean, I don't know. Am I going to need it? No. I mean, I haven't like really had a use for it, but like I've, and I don't know if it's, I don't know what's in it. It doesn't seem if it's soy, then it's not whole 30. Isn't silk usually like soy silk, I think is usually soy. And especially if it's like heavy cream, they're going to have to add lots of garbage to it. Let's see what all is in here. It's just weird. Oh, it's not bad. It's not. Well, it's water, coconut oil, sunflower oil, Uh, uh, uh. faba bean protein, guar gum, sunflower, lecithin, and natural flavors. I mean... I use heavy whipping cream so rarely. There's I mean, probably how like, often is anybody using this? Maybe like two or three times a year. I'll have a recipe that calls for it. Like they, they include that vodka sauce recipe in the article. And that does sound good, like making a vodka sauce. But I, I, am I really going to? I don't know. I just, I, for me, and I, I am not super sensitive to dairy. Um, so I, I would just use, you know, an organic heavy whipping cream think rather than I would just not probably skip it I like don't I mean I guess it's like a a rare thing but like yeah no you're right I would just I guess use it if you're going to use it it's not that important I guess there isn't that much that they give you they kind of only have the butter the heavy cream and the eggs right oh no then there's a gluten-free flour which like I just use arrowroot right 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 and the that's it the Miyoko's uh, vegan butter is pretty good. I do now. I'm I'm a little more yeah dairy centric, so I'll just use my the the Kirkwood Costco grass fed New Zealand butter, which I think is. I mean, I was eating a piece of toast with that shit every day, and my my blood work came back perfect. So I'm gonna stick with that. Oh yeah, I um I have so I've never had high cholesterol, and like that's not really a concern of mine. But I just like don't digest dairy that well so I and I've been using this Miyoko's one and it's like I can't tell the difference but I don't like put it on bread and eat it I just like use it to like cook stuff in and yeah out of the non-dairy butters that Miyoko's one is the tastiest and I think it's relevant because there's not like um there's no like trans fat or like margarine it's all coconut it's coconut and like um what else it's coconut and something else but it's like very clean coconut yeah. and cashew. Oh yeah. So like not even any seed oils. That's no. pretty good. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, I think, yeah, if you're going non-dairy, the Miyoko's kite Hill, obviously the just egg, have you tried those just eggs? I've never tried them. Um, I actually have tried them. They're pretty good if you want, like, but they're not, they just like have so much shit in them. I would rather just eat, I would just eat eggs. I mean, eggs. I guess if you, if it's like, you're eating a ton of eggs and like, you really believe, and I, you know, the, the science is inconclusive on this, but like, you really believe that eggs raise your cholesterol, maybe, but an, an egg is oh, like it's a mung perf- beans. It's mung beans. Weird. An egg is a perfectly nutritious food. I don't, 
really I think it's for people who are just like vegan Vegan, who don't want to eat um, any animal protein, which is like totally fine. Sure, sure. Serena Williams is on the commercial for that, which I'm like, I don't think you're vegan, but whatever. Uh, Um, Well, a good article, especially. Yeah, because Whole30, well, because Whole30 and Paleo is like, you can't have any dairy on either of those things, right? Yeah, Whole30 is like, um, because paleo is this sort of like loose, um, set of rules. Like, no, there's no like actual like book. That's like, this is paleo. There are a bunch of different people who say like, I am paleo, but they could include like a whole variety of different foods and no one really knows exactly what it is. Whole 30 is like, if you really took out anything that anyone could have objection to on paleo, with the exception of potatoes, which they allow and a lot of paleo people don't eat. Um, Is that because potatoes are not indigenous to like the old world? I mean, I think it's because potatoes, uh, okay, I'm going to tell you why. I think it's because potatoes are high carb and the people who are doing paleo are all liars and they all want to eat a low carb diet, but they don't want to admit it. Yeah. Because no one, no one's allergic to potatoes, are they? Right. And so Whole30 originally didn't allow potatoes. They allowed uh, sweet potatoes, but not white potatoes. And then finally they had to admit, but they were like, it's based on science. And it's just like, we're eliminating all the things that can harm you. And then people were like, what's so bad about a potato? It's like a nutritious food, whatever. And they finally had to be like, okay, you can mm. have potatoes. And when they first allowed white potatoes, there was a thing on the website. Cause I've been around with this shit <laughs> for a while. There was a thing on the website that was like, um, a note on potatoes. They're very high carb. And, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you might want to avoid these. And then that was quietly removed at some point in the last five years. Interesting. Interesting. Because everybody, for some reason, everyone has to act like weight loss is like not who cares about that. I mean, I understand that there are other things that are important and you should be doing like a more holistic, have a more holistic approach to health. Of course, but diets, diets don't work. They just don't. Well, but the, but like, it's so stupid that everyone is like, just erase like pretends that that doesn't exist it's just it's very weird i don't know i don't get it yeah it's like i don't know yeah it's it it became so sort of taboo to mention that you were trying to lose weight which i understand for some very like valid reasons obviously like there was such a uh um an enhanced uh priority on that for so long so it makes sense that like it's going to swing in the other direction but the, the yeah the amount of people that are really using whole 30 as like an allergen detector is very small who is really worried i mean yeah a lot of people have stomach issues i have stomach issues too and i am also using it for that but i know it's like i do kind of want to see like how much dairy i can get away with because i always want to have like cheese and ice cream but it's like yeah. it makes me sick so no, how how i i do sort of want to see that and i want to see like how many like grains can i eat and still, you know, lose weight, basically. It's kind of like a test in that way. Sure. I I mean, I do have horrible stomach issues if I like try to drink milk, but any um, fermented dairy, like yogurt, I'm fine with. And then I swear to God, and maybe this is a placebo effect, but when I get the like grass-fed 
cheddar or whatever, I can eat a ton of it and be completely fine. Well, most um, dairy sensitivity is like a lactose thing. So that will be in like grass-fed cheddar too. So I don't know what is, maybe you're allergic to something else. Like I the, think it's the A, there's like A1 dairy and A2 dairy. And in America, most conventional dairy is A2 and A1's better or the verse, vice versa. I'm not sure. But like European cows and then these grass-fed cows, apparently it's like much easier on your digestion, supposedly, according to crazy people. Yeah. My best. Oh, okay. I'm going to, go back to the old podcast well and say that the interview Gwyneth did this week with Selma Blair was completely delightful. Uh, Selma Blair offers a slightly different version of the crazy Hollywood friend that like, she's no, you know, she's not a Cameron Diaz. She's not a Drew Barrymore. She, I mean, now she's blonde, but like traditionally she's a brunette and she had, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows who's listening to this, but like she was diagnosed with MS a few years ago and it had been undiagnosed for a long time. And so she was constantly in pain and she was masking the pain by drinking too much. So it's like this whole, she grew up in a very sort of, I think, permissive seventies household. So she was, she said she started drinking at the age of like seven. Oh my God. And was just sort of an alcoholic her entire life. And, um, very sort of insecure as an actress. She talks about when she was first breaking into Hollywood, her, so her parents divorced when she was young and she lived with her mother and she had like an okay relationship with her father. But then these, she was attached to projects or like um, getting cast in things, starting to get cast in things. And her co-stars were receiving these like threatening violent letters supposedly from her. And she had gotten fired off of like a couple of projects because of these letters that were coming into the, her fellow actors that I don't know what they were saying, but it was like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you, bitch, Selma Blair. Oh and she was like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally, with the help of, I guess, a private detective or something, she figured out it was her stepmother what? that was sending these letters to try to sabotage her career with her father's knowledge. Whoa. Um, and so it like, she said when she was like breaking into Hollywood, it was so fucked up because whenever she like got cast in something, she was afraid that this was going to keep happening. So she like sort of isolated herself and like didn't make a lot of friends in Hollywood because she was just so afraid of what people would think of her or what the rumors were about her and stuff. Um, really crazy. So she talks about that, uh, which was riveting. That's really cool. Um, and then she, of course, you know, talks about wellness. And she said, you know, she and Gwyneth didn't really know each other. But like whenever Selma would go to some weird L.A. alternative medicine guru, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Gwyneth was here last week. And so they had sort of been, you know, in the same circles and like seeking the same things. And um, it was a really, a really nice, a nice conversation between uh, two intelligent women who have survived Hollywood. I love Selma Blair. And she's like, whenever she like come, does anything, I should listen to it. Cause whenever she does anything like in the public, I'm always just like so excited. Like whenever she comes out and does anything. Yeah. 
She's great. Um, and like, she hasn't acted very much because of her MS lately, right. but now um, she's in like remission. I don't really know how MS works, but she's on like a treatment. And she says she still occasionally will have like episodes where she's like slurring her words or like her leg, you know, can't move or whatever. But she says on the whole, she's much better than she used to be. And okay. so she says she wants to really start acting again, as long as, um, you know, the people understand her limitations and know like, she might have a bad day and like might not be able to be on set that day or whatever. But so she's, she's aware, like she knows that like could like, you know, grind a production to a halt or whatever, but she's like, if people really want me and really trust me, I'm like, definitely want to work again. I mean, it feels like the best time ever, like in history for someone to make, to, to have those like requirements and to have them be like respected, you know? Yeah, I hope so. And like, I was thinking about like Michael J. Fox who had Parkinson's was, I mean, he was guest starring on everything at the time. And like, I do think, I mean, there's probably like a degree of sexism where it's like a, like a man like Michael J. Fox could probably not get away with because it's like he deserves to work as much as anyone. But like, if someone was that debilitated, that's a woman, like, I don't know that they would get the same opportunity. Maybe not. Also, he would do like a day. Like he definitely wasn't doing like full. No, no, no. He was always just like a judge on The Good Wife. Yeah. He could sit down. Yeah. But my other idea for Selma and Selma, if you're listening and Gwyneth, if you're listening. Okay. Elise is gone. Gwyneth needs a new brunette to her blonde, a new yin to her yang. Mm -hmm. I feel like Selma would make an amazing addition to the goop team if she doesn't want to keep acting. Like imagine a new season of the goop lab on Netflix with Gwyneth and Selma. Amazing. I think, I just think I really, because Selma also is like super informed and super interested in all of these like alternative healing modalities. Like she would be a natural, if she didn't want to act, she would be a natural fit to like, she's glamorous enough, but she's not going to outshine Gwyneth. She has like sort of an acerbic personality. Um, She can maybe call Gwyneth on her shit because she's also like a Hollywood star. It might be a good idea. I think she should do it. I really think so. I think like this... The, the chemistry between them was like really sort of fun. And it was different than like sometimes when it's Gwyneth and Cameron or like Gwyneth and Jessica Alba or whatever, you're just like, oh, stop it. You guys are both so annoying. Yeah. But Selma offers a little bit of that East Coast Jewish flair. I don't know if she's Jewish, but I think, yeah, she said she was Jewish. They're all Jewish. They're all, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that was my, that was my best. It was nice. Sounds and good. yeah, if you, I know occasionally I'll, I'll mention the, the podcast and I don't know how many of our listeners listen to the podcast. Do you but, listen? You don't listen to all of them. No, I just listen. If she's like, um, first of all, I only listen if it's Gwyneth. I mean, Erica Chidi, I, she seems like a really lovely person, but her interviews are like super boring. And then if Gwyneth is talking to like a wellness person or an author, I usually, or like, especially if she's talking to like a business owner or a CEO, forget about it. But if she's talking to an actress, I will, I will usually listen. Cause that's, well, that's her sweet spot. I think interviewing, she should like, honestly start inside the actor's studio again with Gwyneth Paltrow. I know, I know. Um, okay, cool. What was your worst? My worst was the Hailey Bieber interview. Moi OC. Which I only watched like a brief part of it. I... Okay. I think I've said before in this podcast that I think that Hailey Bieber is like the new Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like going to be the next Gwyneth Paltrow. I take it back. I just, when she said 
not me not knowing that was the moment I think like one of my ovaries fully died. I was what, like, what were I they never talking want about? children. She was like, I was in a movie with your dad. Oh, right. Not and me Haley not goes, knowing that. not me not knowing that, which I was like, it felt like something that should be on like fave TikToks 420 or something. <laughs> I was like, who and granted i'm not a young woman it's a very it's a very gen z way of speaking i don't i she's of the i i if gwyneth said that i would be like embarrassed for or i'm sorry i know everyone loves beyonce but her new album she just starts off in the first song being like dead ass dead ass and you're like beyonce you're 40 do a fucking jazz album with tony bennett i honestly was thinking the same thing i haven't listened to the new beyonce album yet um but i was thinking like how long can she keep this up for I'm like, you know, she's not seen as like the young, cool person anymore. Now she's moving into like Barbara Streisand do, sort of yeah. Or do like Joni Mitchell, do like a Mingus, you know, Don Juan's reckless daughter, like experimental Alice Coltrane thing. Like, no, don't... she's always her. She's always going to be like big, like glamour and stuff. But there's definitely a way to like keep that, like to mature into that, mm. obviously. And like. I and everyone loves this. I, I've just heard the first two songs, so I'm sure it's good. And like, I'm it sure is it's like, great. it's a, like, it's dancey. It's fun. Um, but when, yeah, when 40 year olds are doing the, the, the zoomer slang, it's like a little. Well, I mean, dead ass isn't be. exactly like zoomer slang. I mean, I think it's, I'm sure she said it several times before, but, um, um, I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah. Like when Madonna was like when we were young and Madonna was like coming out with like these like things, I was always like, Oh God, I hated all that shit. Yeah. Madonna is funny because when she was like 40, I feel like she was actually for a while there, like aging really gracefully and like doing, she did like her ballad phase. And then she like Ray of light was such an amazing album. And like, it was sort of this electronica stuff. It was a little like left of center pop, but it was still really popular. But then somewhere along the, the, somewhere along the way she completely reverted and started making these like just horrible like embarrassing albums about you know fucking teenagers and you're like yeah whichever one was like I do yoga and Pilates that was was the beginning of the end yeah that was I just remember that being like and I was a teenager at the time um but I mean I don't think Beyonce has that like Beyonce isn't um like, I don't think she's like embarrassing to young people in the same no, way no, that Madonna no. was when we were young. Like, I think that Beyonce is still like very much respect. I don't know. I think I hold Beyonce in this like very high esteem that always like shocks you. I don't even consider myself like a huge Beyonce. Like Beyonce is just like a fact of life to me. Like whatever she does is great. And she's just Beyonce. Oh, of course. I mean, we grew up with her where I am like exact, exactly the same age. Me, Beyonce and Brittany are all 1981 babies. Mm. so I will always you know they're they're the greatest version of what elderly millennials can be they are <laughs> it's pretty good uh anyway back to Haley Bieber who is oh, right. like truly the most boring person ever to grace the what is the is YouTube is not the silver screen it's the black uh, mirror the black mirror <laughs> yeah the <laughs> most boring person ever graced the black mirror of YouTube um yeah, she is. So I don't really know anything about her other than she's married to Justin Bieber and she is like a lifestyle person. Like, I don't really know what her like. Is she an actress? I, th- no. I don't know. 
she's trying to figure it out. She is a Baldwin. She's, you know, Stephen Baldwin's daughter. She married Justin Bieber. The Baldwin name is obviously not the greatest in the she greatest the place Bieber right name. now. She took yeah. the Bieber name and Bieber name is always sort of like iffy as well. So now she's I'd rather trying- be a Bieber than a Baldwin. Actually, well, I'd true. rather be a Baldwin than a Bieber, to be honest. Although I, I wouldn't want to be associated with either of them, but like Baldwin is just a more like regal sounding last name. Yeah. And it is like, I mean, aside from all of those brothers, various problems, like Baldwin is like an established Hollywood nepotism name. It's like a Hollywood royalty name. And you'd rather have that doors. Yeah. Unless she's trying to start a new legacy, the Bieber legacy. The Bieber legacy. Well, and also now she's sort of pivoting to her middle name, which is Road. So now she goes by Haley Road Bieber. And I do think that that is for the future when she inevitably divorces Justin Bieber. And she's just Haley Road. And then she's just Haley Road. Yeah. I think that's the, that's, that's the, uh, the long just take just Baldwin, Haley Baldwin. It sounds better. It sounds, it sounds like what Alec Baldwin wants you to think of him, you know, like he's this like fancy old man who like, it sounds like a kind of like a regal, like old actor, old Hollywood name. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Olivier Gilgood Baldwin, (laughs) but it is very like, it's like Irish Long Island. They like, he grew up in the same town as like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, you know, I like did a little, Brian and I were listening uh, to his interview with Woody Allen when it was- um, Oh, the FaceTime one? We listened to the, on the best show, they did like a live, or not the best show, the other one that he does with- um, With Julie Klausner. With Julie Klausner. They did like a live like reaction to it. And- he we and it like I was like where did all these Baldwin's come from and I googled them and they all are just like from like a normal middle class family and they all just became actors like their parents weren't which is insane to me they were all like a yeah bunch of good looking Long Island guys for sure and they're you know Alex like talented Stephen has been good in stuff um William I want those kids because William, you know, is married to China Phillips from Wilson Phillips. I also, I've never heard him called William. I literally thought he was only Billy. I think Billy, I think now, I I don't know. I think it's either, but I think back in when he was like younger, it was Billy. And now it's like William, but now everyone's calling him William, but I want those kids to do. I love, I would love a second generation or third generation, I guess, Wilson Phillips dynasty with, you know, the granddaughters of, of, of Brian Wilson and John and Michelle Phillips. Like, come on, let's do that. Now. No, God, I hate Alec Baldwin. So Give much. Haim a run for their money. Uh, well, maybe. Anyway. Hey, okay. Yes. So this fucking interview, two moments went viral. <laughs> the first initial thing that was very funny. And Gwyneth is such a genius for this because she knew that this interview was going to be so boring. So immediately she's like, top you know first five seconds of the interview oh yeah I was in a movie with your dad like wouldn't it be crazy if I just told you that like we fucked in the bathroom oh my god I know which is like even if that's not true that's still an insane thing to say to somebody about their dad it's so funny but it's like so smart because Gwyneth is like okay this girl doesn't have it I need to do something to get this fucking to go viral so she says that it's really funny 
Yeah. Haley's like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. And it like immediately established dominance over this like young, hot, like Gen Z girl. And she's like, I fucked your dad. <laughs> it's like, okay, so, yeah, so she's don't like, fuck with she's her. Like, I fucked your dad. Well, no, I didn't. I mean, did I? Like she was like, yeah, she's like, it's not like, I mean, I don't have anything crazy to say. Like we fucked in the bathroom or something. Of course that'd be crazy. And it's like, it's like Gwyneth came out looking, looking better swinging she's like i'm not gonna be upstaged by this 20 year old no and it's so funny the first time i saw that clip it didn't like say who this was like i didn't i i could not still to this day could not pick Haley bieber out of a lineup so the whole time i heard this conversation i thought that you i thought that this girl was um maya hawk was ethan hawk's daughter oh because they looked i mean they don't look the same but to me like all white gen z girls look the same and so i was like Cause she first she's like, oh, I was in a movie with your dad. It was like this small indie movie, and I was like, you're saying Alfonso Cuarón's Great Expectations was a small indie movie? So I, it was like I didn't really, I didn't really make. What heads movie or tails was she it. in with, with Stephen Baldwin? She said it was like 1990. So this was like, but way she was like a teenager. Um, I don't think it's probably some like directed video thing. I don't know. Huh. But. Um- but yeah, anyway, then I was like, subsequently learned that this was Haley Bieber. And I was like, oh, that, that makes more sense than Ethan Hawke. But I didn't know that Haley Bieber was involved. I didn't know anything about her either. I only knew her. I was like, she's some girl who married. I don't know. I was hmm. like, why, why is everybody going so bonkers for Haley Bieber? Like, why, what is her deal? I mean, this, this YouTube series where she's just in the bathroom interviewing people, it's so, she's obviously launching this skincare line. So, and Gwyneth is doing this fun thing of pretending to support other women business owners, but she's actually been pretending to do that for years, but actually just, yeah, asserting dominance and like maybe like putting hexes on them and like making it so they're dependent on her for like their whole brand. Yeah. So it's like now if you are launching your own skincare line, you have to sort of like get the approval of Gwyneth or it's not like, it's not good. It's not good. So it's like, so Gwyneth is actually becoming a taste ma- tastemaker, not only for Goop, but for like all of Goop's competitors. It's just genius. She's a genius and everyone else is an idiot. Uh, and then of course the other moment that went viral was when they talked about nepotism and, mm-hmm. and Haley asked the most sort of stupid anodyne questions like, oh, you know, growing up in Hollywood, we hear all about like nepotism. What are your thoughts on that? And Gwyneth, she says like a couple of, she's like, yeah, you know, obviously it's, you know, the doors are easier to, to go through. Like a lot of, you have a lot of contacts, you're already sort of established in LA, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, but once you get, you know, your foot in the door, you have to work twice as hard, which I sort of understand. I understand a little bit where she's coming from because it's like, you're going to have some sort of, everyone's going to have an opinion of like why you became famous or do you deserve to be there? I get that. But I really think mediocre nepotism talent stays in the game. Like it's still easier. Like you're like, I'm sorry. I don't think she's listening. I went to college with her a long time ago. Bryce Dallas Howard, lovely girl, talented actress, but like, is she working really twice as hard as every other fucking redhead in Hollywood? No, Jessica Chastain is working, I would say, 10 times as hard as Bryce Dallas Howard. That's true. For basically, I mean, okay, Jessica. Well, she a, got the Oscar. Oscar. She's, but like, and Bryce, she's a better actress. And Jessica she's a better, Chastain is like an insanely good actress. Yeah, she's great. She's great. 
She's what she yeah, she's better. And Bryce is like a good actress, but like she's not working twice as hard. She's she's doing she's directing an episode of Mandalorian. She's doing a Jurassic Park movie once every three years. And she has a, a, a beautiful house with a lovely husband and wonderful kids. And she's, well, she's well I working. think she's what they mean hard. when they say like work twice as hard is just like, you have to like, I think what they mean is just that in their own minds, they want to prove that they're like, not just there because of nepotism, even though they already know that, but they want to like, make sure that people aren't saying behind their back, like that they're totally no talent hacks who are only famous because of X, Y, or Z, Yeah, which is like, okay. But like, you should have been, it's still, it doesn't make you work twice as hard. You're just the fact that you're like, well, now that I have this, I have to prove that I deserve it. That's not working as twice as hard. That's working as maybe uh, Cause yeah, as everyone hard. has to prove like everyone who gets that level has to constantly have to, to prove most themselves. people have to prove it every fucking day. Every- so like you didn't for years yeah. and now you do. And like, of course, if you're, really. if you're a no talent hack, I mean, now we can see someone like Haley Bieber can literally be a no talent hack and be successful. But like, let's say you're, you're Gwyneth or you're Dakota Johnson or you're any of these other, or Maya Hawk. Like these are very talented actors who are just as talented as thousands of other actors who aren't as prominent as they are. So it's like, there's a lot of really talented people. If you, if you grow up in the industry and you start acting classes at young, at, at young, <laughs> if you start acting classes early and you're, you're pretty and you're in shape and you have some sort of confidence and charisma, you are good enough to be in Hollywood and on in movies. And like, but there's just, you know, lots of people that are like that, that didn't get the opportunity anyway. No, no, I think you're totally right. And like, she's been saying shit like that for years. I remember like when I was in high school, my, I went to this like arts high school and our teachers all had to be like working actors with MFAs. That was like the, that was like the rule for the acting teachers. So like, as you can imagine, a lot of them were like insanely bitter because they'd all gone and got these like MFAs and then came to LA and ended up teaching these like spoiled bastards in high school. And I remember this one guy, Mr. Schwartz, who was um, like, he was like a nice guy, but he would have like these like kind of like mo- like moments of like rage or whatever pop out every once in a while. And it would usually be like about some sort of industry, or, like how like the world wasn't fair to him or whatever. And like one of the things was, he was like, Gwyneth Paltrow said that she had to work harder because of her nepotism. That's not true. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember like this, I was in high school and this guy was yelling about it. And even then being like, oh, shut up. Because I like loved Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, but like, um, that's just kind of always been part of her like DNA. That's like what she says. That's her worldview. She's wrong. She's wrong on a lot of things, but I mean, whatever. and that old, that older, it's funny. I had an acting teacher in college that I don't remember exactly what he said about Gwyneth Paltrow, but it was sort of, I mean, this was the early two thousands. This was, she was the biggest actress in the world for a few years. Yeah. And like we were in, I was in high school when you were in college. Yeah, exactly. So like, she and she is a good actress but she she's not a trained theater actress and I think at least for my acting teacher this was sort of the rub of like what because he was comparing her to the the blondes of the previous generation um specifically uh Michelle Pfeiffer and Jessica Lange who he was like it's not fair he was he loved them so much he was like it's not fair that these two women could be so beautiful and so talented 
like it's it's like a freak of nature that that you could be that great and that beautiful and then comparing her to Gwyneth which he was like eh, just sort of like I don't know she's like a nothing to him yeah I totally disagree though I think Gwyneth is like a is like a great actress I really do like I don't think that she's just like some like starlet I mean I do think that she's um she's like small she's like an intimate actress like she's not like a big like broad performer but I I actually prefer that um I don't necessarily like I think that she's fantastic I mean I think her performance in Talented Mr. Ripley is like one of the best performances from like that whole decade yeah no I agree I mean she is she is really good she's just sort of she is very much that that um she's a movie actress screen actress yeah that's like she's really good at uh at channeling like small emotions and like her face can you can like read a lot of things into her face but I mean she said in this interview that she like she promised her mom she was going to do a play before she died yeah and I don't know if she will because I think she's smart enough to know that she's that her style of acting is not gonna like maybe translate particularly well to the stage and she will get like bad reviews yeah and it's like you know what she's a screen actress and she's a movie star she won an oscar not a tony and like it's not um i don't think it's necessarily like a fair metric to say like well she wouldn't be good you know on stage so that means she's not actually a good actress i feel like that's like very much like a theater school thing where it's like that's what real acting is and acting in movies is like not real acting but like well what is driving people to become actors in the first place what is where is like all of the like where do people get their entertainment like it's not necessarily like it's not not acting it's just not the thing that people are sinking like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars into like eight years of education to perfect to like make no money yeah and it's interesting because most of like the acting schools or like whatever are derived from like that original generation of like method actors, like, you know, Lee Strasberg and Stella Adler and Sanford Meisner who did theater, but like they became prominent because their students in the fifties and sixties all became movie stars. Like, yeah. And also like, especially Strasberg were like, so about the, like, you know, the intimate and like the like personal, like it wasn't about like broad performance at all. So it is sort of weird that like, if you go to like Strasbourg or you go to Adler or whatever, you're still basically learning a hundred percent of like acting for the stage when that type of acting actually, like you might be better off, you might be better off just like learning how to act for the screen. I don't know. Maybe I this think- is just a, 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 a comment about my own personal theater education, which I feel like is sort of useless, but. I mean, it's kind of universal. Like, I think they're all like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of think theater school is like, a waste of time and money but yeah whatever um anything else about the stupid interview it was 20 minutes long i watched the whole thing but i watched it on double speed on youtube and it's yeah. they did like the end of it was just doing this stupid like smell test where like gwyneth rubbed a hard-boiled egg in Haley's face and she said it smelled like a dry eraser or something it was embarrassing that sounds stupid i only watched the part i only watched a couple clips but i knew it was bad it was yeah uh I also want to mention as a co-worst Gwyneth's other interview this weekend, which was um, with Willie Geist from the Sunday Today Show. And she was interviewed in Ground Zero itself 
the fucking Sag Harbor goop store where the horrible like s'mores third degree burning incident happened. Oh God. She dared to show her face there after the whole community has turned against her. Of course they didn't. But that's not, they haven't turned against her though, right? No, they haven't. Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, they, yeah, they just talked about her. Like it's those interviews when I, it's funny because Gwyneth must be like, okay, we need to get the young people and we need to get the like extremely decrepit and old people. And that's why I'm going on the Sunday today show. Um, but it was the most boring interview. It was literally like, oh, you were a big movie star. And then you like pivoted your career to become a CEO. What's that like? It's literally the same interview. She's done 5 million times. Right. But I thought it was a little tasteless that it would be like, I don't know, going to like Uvalde elementary school and doing an interview. I don't know if that's really true, actually. Or like in no, it's not like going to Uvalde. If Gwyneth did an interview at like Jupiter's claim post alien invasion. Okay. Maybe that. Um, But yeah, I feel like she's just like trying to over like, you know, she's trying to change the conversation around Sag Harbor. And I think she probably straight up does not care. Uh, yeah it's who's to say that she even honestly knows about this some someone might have protected she may not even know about it that's a good point um but yeah we took one for the team to watch these fucking interviews yeah i mean good for her whatever uh all right what's your craziest to your saddest my craziest and my saddest okay again this is just for us Mm -hmm. this is just for us but i was a little bit um, I'm going to say I was disturbed by Jen's posts this week. Oh, her vacation, her Hawaii vacation posts. I saw a picture, an adult picture of her. Oh, her bathing suit one. I, yeah. I felt like it was like a thirst trap. Yeah. It was a little like. Britney Spears twirling around in her foyer. I mean, I'll just say, like, I don't think I have never seen someone post like a picture of themselves like that, that like really focuses on their butt. Mm-hmm. Um, that I haven't found disturbing. And Jen, Dr. Jen, <laughs> who is so okay and okay this is the reason i find it disturbing this is a woman who i am going to tell you right now doesn't like other women she pretends she does she's a gynecologist she's like my life is dedicated to celebrating the vagina or whatever she is so threatened by criticism from other women, which is the reason I'm so scared to even talk about this. Cause I don't want her to like drag me through the mud. Of course she fucking will. The second she hears this. And also, mm-hmm. as I said before, Brian, you will get away scot-free and she'll be like, if you want to come for me, bitch, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's what'll happen. Oh God. Yeah. And you're going to be Scott fucking free, even though you have said so much worse stuff about her because in her heart, it's like, she's so triggered by women. And like, I don't want to get into her like sexual pathology. And when she starts to be like, I listen, would you want a gynecologist who's posting pictures 
of themselves in a bathing suit for like millions of followers or she doesn't have millions, whatever she has. And also was like signing fucking branded deals with shoe companies. I mean, that is what she's doing. So even though she says over and over again, that she's the anti that she's actually exactly that just for a different type of consumer. She found a hole in the market and she's capitalizing on it. And I find it extremely disturbing. And the closer we get into this, like influencer college or the influencer um, category with Gunter, the more unsettling it becomes. It is. I mean, yeah, there's a pathology of fame seeking that I guess transcends any, any political or any group of like social beliefs. And so, so Jen is, you know, straight ahead, towing the liberal line of, you know, science is good, Trump is bad, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I went to college, I'm a doctor, I'm smart. I don't fall for this, for these, these, these things of pseudoscience, this alternative medicine shit, this wellness stuff. And yet, as we said before, she wants the same thing. She wants fame. She wants attention. She wants it's jealousy. She's driven by how jealous she is of Gwyneth Paltrow. That is the reason for all of it. She's jealous of Gwyneth Paltrow. That's the reality of the fucking situation. And she's like, I don't have any other way to be this person. So I'm just going to be like, I'm, I'm the science version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And now we're getting into full blown. I mean, she, and the hair. caption, the bathing suit. Ca- I mean, again, as I've said before on this podcast, I love every woman's body equally. That is not true, though. So I'm not going to comment. I have not. I have nothing to say about her body. This is not. I didn't say body. anything about her body. No, 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 no. Neither of us have. I'm just saying the 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 weird, like the weird bathing suit pose is just. I don't know. I just can't imagine for my own self posting a picture of myself in a bathing suit in that way. And again everyone is entitled to their own selfies. Um, and she, but she couched it. She can't just be like, like, if, what if she, if she was just like, Oh my God, I thought I looked hot. Like that would be so cool. And like, good for her. If she thinks she looks hot, she's hot. She's great. But she has to couch it and like, Oh my God, I've never spent so much. I've never spent money on a bathing suit before, but I treated myself to the Cynthia Rowley bathing suit. That was like $800. And I'm just like, so proud that I could like treat myself to this little piece of luxury. And it's like, well, okay, then you might as well just fucking go on goop and buy a fucking $800 bathing suit. Cause you're doing it anyway. I mean, I like the bathing suit. I was holding it up for you. Cause oh, I was like, shocked look, when you looked down, you weren't see. looking and I was like holding it up. Oh, so yeah. 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 The bathing suit itself. It's cute. It's like a, yeah. Uh, it's like pink with like a black tree pattern on it. It's fine. It's, it's a nice got some suit. sort of like, it's like roots or something like that or trees or Tree, roots yeah, yeah. or whatever veins. I mean, it's, it's cute. It's like pink and whatever. It's, it's fine. It's, fine. it's just like, she's who's going to why are you giving us bathing suit? I, I just, the influencerness of it all is just, come on. Yeah. And is she, she's, she's in Hawaii, I assume with quote unquote, Jen Gunter adjacent. Yeah. AKA a tripod. A tripod. Well, yeah. Like it, I'm sorry. It is. I, maybe people are anonymous. I don't know. It's so weird that like, if, if you were just a normal person going on vacation with your boyfriend, 
wouldn't you just take a picture together? What is the deal? Like, does he really think people are going to like stalk him? Like what? I, yeah, if he that's is it. real, he's afraid people are going to stalk if him. If he is real, which we're both not convinced that he's real. Like, what is the deal? I think you just answered your own question. Is it le- it's less, it's honestly less crazy if he's a figment of our imagination. <laughs> At this point. I think it might be either that. Okay. There are two options. He's a figment of her imagination or he's married to someone else. Mm, what if it's Gavin Newsom? It probably is. She's like gunning to be the new first lady of California. It's probably like Gavin Newsom and Adam Schiff. <laughs> if she, yeah. She's Adam Schiff's side piece. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> she's Eric, Eric, it's, like, it's Eric Slawwell. Oh my God. <laughs> He honestly, I feel like that's it. I feel like the only time that like a man is like, I never, I won't post your pictures of you. And like, I don't want to be identified is because they're cheating. Now, all I can think about is how delicious it would be if Jen finds out that he's married. She knows. She Oh, she knows. She's aware of this, but but then why is she like, I want you to put, be on social media with me? Cause it's like, I'm sorry, but like no man is like, Oh, I have to be on social. I have to like tweet about you constantly. Like no man. That is the thing. It's like, he's yeah. so concerned about protecting his identity and won't even pose for a picture. And yet he creates an entire Twitter account devoted to sticking up for his girlfriend. Who's perfectly capable of sticking up for herself. We know that's literally 90 and has her own day. like mini K hive of maniacs yeah. who are gonna like attack the, anybody. The J hive. The J There's a lot of overlap with the K hive honestly. Rob, I'm sure it is all K hive. Um what if it's what if she's fucking Doug? Oh my god then the K hive would turn on her so <laughs> yeah, fast. I know. Ooh. Yeah. Pray for Jen if she's fucking <laughs> Doug. <laughs> and Doug. Because Doug is from Brentwood. What if it's a whole long con to like to like fuck with Gwyneth? She's once Kamala takes the reins. She'll be the VP. Yeah, that's and married to the same husband. Yeah. She'll be married to Doug. Kamala will finally be single, which is what mm-hmm. she wants anyway, probably. And then um, Doug is second gentleman for life. Like yeah, he's just court. permanently in there. And then like whoever the vice president is, just like has to marry Doug. Yeah, he's just he's just a cock for whoever is the vice president at the yeah, time. Yeah, he's like the White House <laughs> town pump. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, th- I mean, he's fake. He's a fake gender. Jason is fake. Okay. There's no fucking way that this guy is real. If anyone lives in Mill Valley or San Rafael, wherever she lives, please let Figure us know where she it, lives in, yeah. and stalk her. Just do No, don't. I'm kidding. That's a joke. She's going to fucking come for me now. It's a fucking joke. I just want to know if her boyfriend is real. Yeah. That's all we want to know. If any, we will give a month's worth of our Patreon revenue to anyone who proves that they snap a picture of Jen Gunter or Jason. And if you tag her, we'll kill you. Yeah. We if we tag you. her, we will make this a Patreon you. too. Can they all be Patreons? No. I'm constantly scared of like, it's fine. It's lasted this long without her knowing who we are. But this time, I mean, is she going to say like, she called for a crime to be committed against me. I won't, I won't even mention her on the, the, um, synopsis of the episode so she would have no way of knowing unless she listens which she doesn't so and it's all satire parody there's a comedy podcast it's It's in the comedy comedy section comedy hello this is like literally the it's like we're like number 105 in chile in the comedy podcast all right i get um notifications every once in a while 
if we, if we move to wellness, what do you think would be better or worse? I think the secondary category is wellness. We probably would be better. Honestly, I feel like there's less wellness podcasts than there's comedy podcasts. I feel that's gotta be true, but you know what? Mm. Who cares? At this point, it's just a number, just a number. We don't care. Uh, okay. My saddest is goop kitchen. Come on. We're all desperately on pins and needles waiting for Superfina. It's like two weeks away. I can't wait, obviously, but you keep sending me these emails about your rewards referral program, which is truly the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. This, I got a whole email cluttering up my inbox, refer a friend, get rewarded. Here's how it works. Share my code with a friend. Okay. They get $5 off for signing up for Goop Kitchen Insider. Fine. It's not like a crazy deal, but like $5 off is $5 off. I'm not going to- Five bucks, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Then me for being your fucking minion influencer person who's spreading the word, what do I get? Not $5, not $4, not $1. I get a complimentary fucking dessert. One of those cocoa truffles. That's that's my that's my reward. Can you get the brownie? I could get a I could get a chocolate chip cookie, one of our new brownies or cocoa truffles. I know the brownies, the brownies are the brownies so really good. good. But like, come on, at least give me $5 off my order. But a brownie is like $5. I guess it's $5. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, you should get any, $5 and a brownie. I should get $5 and a brownie. $5 is like nothing. It's it's not it's it, the least that they could do. And guys, if you're in the LA area and you want to try Goop Kitchen for the first time, use code BRYRUCK2449. That's B-R-Y-Y-R-U-C-2449. You'll get $5 off and I get a brownie. Hang on. I want to give mine too. Okay. Oh, we'll do a little contest. Yeah. Well, not a contest. Just like we can both get it. (laughs) Okay. Here's another one for you. Use code Aggie, A-G-G-I-E-H-E, he, two, five, four, five. Aggie, he, two, five, four, five. All right, guys, I'm going to put both of these codes in the episode description and we'll see which of us you like better. To see how many brownies we'll collect our brownies and see how many how many brownies we each have in the, in the next episode. Um, anyway. Okay. Well, there's two available. Is the point? So mm-hmm. there's two people can get it. So you could get if you if you order from Goop Kitchen twice, you can get five dollars off twice. I think you could probably. do it twice. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Anyway, but like, come on, give me something. Give me. I mean, I do have like thousands of points, which I don't know how I got because I've only ordered from Goop Kitchen like three times. Um, yeah, you always get more. Well, because like when we do like big things, when we're like, let's try the entire menu. Oh, cause you order from DoorDash. That's why. No, I don't. But you, when we do the entire menu or whatever, you always do it. Oh. So you want like the few times that you order it, you get like a million points. Yeah. Cause yeah, you cause like we order make the like a huge menu. order and I'll get like a salad every couple of weeks. Uh, well, I'm so excited to dive back in in a couple of weeks when Superfina, um, I know I'm opens. so excited for Superfina. Although so I think it's just going to be like cassava flour and chickpea flour. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the cauliflower crust pizzas from Costco are not too bad. I have to say. They're usually like those cauliflower crust. Well, I don't know the Trader Joe's one, which I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a while, but I know for a fact that the Trader Joe's one is kind of a scam. Yeah. I mean, this one is probably a scam too. I do have to say there are no seed oils in the ingredients, which I was surprised, 
but there are there's like of, dairy and stuff yeah there's a lot of, oh yeah for sure a lot of carbs um yeah and it's all it's like fried it's like basically fried cauliflower it's yeah it's like not really worth it all right what would you try Um, I would try. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily would try this right now, but like I went on like a dark spot correcting journey last year. I got a peel and I started using stuff. I really think retinol is the best thing for it. Um, if you have dark spots, but goop did just come out with this, like, um, dark spot exfoliating night milk, um, that I think is, I would try it if I needed it. I mean, it's their new product, so. Yeah, it seems like they're, I mean, I guess all their products, they seem really excited about at the time. This one, uh, I was a little, I don't know, not super excited when I first read about it, but then reading more about it, it seems sort of cool. It's like, I guess instead, well, because they they already have the Goop Jeans Nourishing Face Cream. Yeah. And then this seems like a little, maybe a little lighter. I don't know. Gwyneth was like, she dunked herself into a bathtub full of milk or something. Oh, I like those pictures. You don't like them? No, they were fine. It's fine. It just seems a little like uh, desperate, I guess, but I guess it works. Uh, I thought it was cute. And I liked when they were like Instagram versus reality and like in the reality one, she also looked really good. Yeah. Um, but this seems nice. It's like 30 milliliters. It is uh, $98 or $89 with subscription. It has Kalahari melon, jojoba, and aloe, as well as oat beta glucan, hyaluronic acid, and squalane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, anyway, that's what I would try. What would you try? Um, well, that was what I would buy. I guess okay. I would also try it based on buying it. Uh, but the thing I would try, oh, this is actually a thing I did try this week. And well, you be the judge whether this is worth it. So I, you know, as I mentioned previously at the beginning of this episode, I basically have the same thing for breakfast every day on the weekdays, at least, which is my grass fed, full fat yogurt, with some a mixture of fruit either like frozen wild blueberries or you know this week I had peaches because peaches are good right now and then I will do a mix of some sort of crunchy thing and I'd been going through a lot of grain-free granola basically like buying one of those either purely Elizabeth or seven sisters or whatever those fucking brands are like once a week and it's like you know they're like eight nine dollars it's like a lot I mean, it's not a lot compared to like compared to going out for breakfast, but like to buy a fucking thing of grain-free granola every week is, you know, adds up. So I thought, why not make a big batch of Goop's Detox grain-free granola and save some money? Um, and I did, and it was good. It's really good. It's like, it's, it's tasty. It's like, um, it's pumpkin seeds, it's pecans, it's walnuts, it's flax seeds, it's hemp seeds. It's, they say to use coconut oil. I just used ghee because I didn't have coconut oil. Um, it's cinnamon, it's cloves. And then I added a little maple syrup because, well, that's, I guess, not detox friendly, but I wanted a little sweetness. Mm. And I made four, they, they had a recipe that called for like a half a cup of this, a half a cup of that, a quarter cup of that. I knew I needed a lot. I was going to spend a lot of money up 
front buying all these fucking ingredients. So I made a, I made four to quadruple recipe. It's a fair amount of granola. It'll last me. Well, we'll see. I let's what day is it? It's July 29th. Okay. Hopefully it will last me. Let's say by August 29th, this will, this should last me a month. Mm. But then I was, I didn't actually crunch the numbers because it would be too horrifying to even contemplate how much I actually spent making this my homemade granola. But let's just say I got to the free shipping minimum on Thrive Market buying these ingredients. So it's just nuts. It's so many nuts, so many different types of nuts. Nuts are not cheap. Nuts, especially if you're psychotic like me and only will buy the organic sprouted nuts. Pecans, $18. Walnuts, $14. Luckily, I already had the hemp seeds for my smoothies. I had pumpkin seeds already for, I have no idea why. Um, But all in all, definitely this batch of granola is over $50. So, but it's for four weeks. Yeah, that's still, that's that's more money than you were spending. That still doesn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. Hopefully it will last me for six weeks. Okay. If it's six weeks, if it's six weeks. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it only takes 15 minutes to make, but like, I, I don't know. I thought I was, I just thought it was like a great money saving tool. And it, I mean, you were pretty stupid if you think any goop recipe is going to be a money saving tool, but whatever. Well, if you cut corners on the nuts, which I know you're not yeah. willing well, to do. I think what I'm going to do is cut it much like a Coke dealer <laughs> with <laughs> like, I know this is grain-free granola, but I'm not a grain-free person. So I'm actually, when I go to the grocery store this weekend, I'm just going to buy a shit ton of like um, plain old fashioned organic oats and a box of that Ezekiel fake grape nuts thing and just pour the oats in, pour the grape nuts in and with the grain-free granola and then I'll like double the volume. So maybe that will last me for two months. Then I can, I can get it down cost-wise. But then how much are that? Well, then it's just oats and, and then it's just oats. Yeah. But if you're not grain-free, why are you making grain-free granola? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to make regular granola. Cause that's like so many grains. I want, that's why I like to mix it with a little grain, a little grain free. Gotcha. Cause like, if you just use regular granola, it's like, there might be a nut or two in there, but it's literally 90% just like rolled oats and sugar. But oats aren't bad for, it's the sugar. It's the sugar. So that's, and the grain free stuff, the prepackaged grain free stuff has a fair amount of sugar. I put in three tablespoons of maple syrup for the entire thing. So that's yeah, like an infinitesimal amount per day. Yeah. Uh, and the cinnamon, well, I also put a little honey in my cereal in the morning. So that's enough. Sugar. It's I'm fine. Whatever. You're fine. You're fine. No, I'm just saying like, you could, maybe you could just make next time you could make regular granola with less sugar. Oh uh, yeah. Oats. Maybe I'll, I'll try that. Maybe I'll try that next time. And like more nuts, basically what you already have, but you could like make it that way from the beginning. And then that way. Oh yeah. Toast the oats with everything instead of adding them in later. But I I think the, I think the thing that makes granola into like those clusters is the sugar, right? They're like bound together by like honey or something. It's the sugar and the fat. So this was ghee. Um, like this recipe has no sugar in it. So yeah, but probably like the less sugar you put in it, the more fat you have to put in it. 
Yeah. Uh, and I use, I mean, it's a, it's a quite a bit of fat. It's actually a frightening amount of fat because it's all nuts, which is all, <laughs> which fat. is all fat. Plus for four times the recipe, I used half a cup of ghee, which is a lot. I mean that again, this will last me a while, but I'm, I'm probably, I mean, between that and the full fat yogurt, I'm probably chowing down on 30 to 40 grams of fat before nine o'clock in the morning. Well, you're getting fat. You're, are you fat adapted? Oh, because is that like your, your body's burning fat? Cause you don't eat much sugar. Yeah. Mm, unclear. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's healthy yeah. fat. It's healthy fat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was my economic, um, experiment, which sadly failed, but no, it's okay. I mean, like we're both economic wizards in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's not really <laughs> people should not come to us for money saving tips, except for like, I have literally just been eating eggs with fruit and that's pretty cheap and pretty healthy. So yeah. Like eggs. I mean, even if you're buying those vital farms, eggs is still like one of the cheapest proteins you can have. I know I mostly buy vital farms. And then like occasionally I've like gotten the fucking whole foods brand, which I don't, I, I feel bad getting it, but it's like, these eggs are expensive. It's like yeah. $4 a carton instead of $6 a carton or whatever. If you're going, you're going through a full dozen every week. M- more. More. Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's for me and Brian and we're both yeah, eating like oh, so yeah. yeah. I go through at most half a dozen a week. Yeah. So I, that was how I used to be yeah. in the old days before whole 30, but now it's like, I eat like at least two or three eggs a day. And that's not even included for like cooking and mayonnaise and whatever else. I have oh, right. Eat. You're making your own. Mayonnaise. That's a lot of eggs. Well, it's just one egg per, per mayonnaise. Per yeah, mayonnaise. I don't, I don't trust Bezos with those chickens. Oh yeah. God knows what he's doing up there with those chickens. All right. What would you buy? I like the Crow Canyon home uh, plates. These I've been meaning to switch to these kind of like enamel, um, I don't know. I can't remember the word for it, but like these like splotchy sort of plates for a while. I love when you go to like a cute coffee shop and your salad or whatever comes in these bowls. And I think it's a really nice, like for like your casual everyday salad. Like, I think it's a really nice serving bowl. So, um, or not serving, bowl, like a salad bowl. So Again, I'm like you where I'm like, I'm not spending money. I'm definitely not buying plates right now. I have perfectly fine and attractive, usable plates. I do not need plates right now. Yeah. I have lovely, lovely bowls from the Crate and Barrel in Beverly Hills. You bought them just now? No, no, no. Uh, I was going to say recently, five years ago, which for, I mean, I don't need bowls every five years. No. Give me 10 but years. But you get sick of stuff. You're like, I've yeah, been looking no, this every day. And like, yeah, I have a really nice, like, I have a nice little like spode, like deco spode pattern, like for like real plates. And then I have like big, like pink bowls from uh world market that I love that are like my like salad bowls and they're fine. I don't need more, but I want them. Yeah. But it's, it's a, this is like an inkling of something down the line that I'm going to change up eventually. I don't need to do it right now. No, no, no. But it's a good little, yeah. Something to put in the back of your mind when you come into some cash. Or even just like when I'm ready. I just, I don't need it yet when I'm ready. Uh, all right. Oh yeah. So I would buy the, you know, the, the 
night milk or whatever it's called the exfoliating sleep milk but then also they put oh they had an article this week called how to redo your bathroom without renovating oh i need that i mean our bathroom is so small it's like there's not much we can do but um we also put it's our entire family's bathroom which means it's the cat's litter boxes in there too Mm. and it's like i don't know a better place to put a litter box but it also like the litter will like get on our bath mat which is sort of gross we try to like keep it as clean as possible but it's those cats fucking walk all over the shit so goop has this avocado you know avocado the home of the twenty five thousand dollar (laughs) mattress they have um, a wooden bath mat which is 139 dollars and i feel like it might be a little more sanitary than like a big fluffy fabricy bath mat with cat litter smeared into it. Yeah, my bath mat is constantly covered in piss. My dog pees on my bath mat every time he can get into the bathroom and like my bathroom door from my bedroom, it like it opens inward and the door, like the latch doesn't close all the way. Brian fixed it, but I still can't fit. You still have to like close it in like a special way to get it to close all the way. Mm. And I don't know what he's doing. So BB can just like push the door open and go in. And like every single night he does it. And every single morning I'm like cleaning it. And it's like, then we found out we can't put it in the washing machine because it gets too heavy and it could break it. So I have to like spot clean it. It's like, it's making me want to go insane. I'm like, and I'm constantly like threatening to kill my dog and he doesn't know what I'm saying. And it's a whole thing. Do you think he would pee on a wooden bath mat? No, he pees on like, so I start now I put down, he's seven He's never stopped doing this. And now I just like fully put down like pee pads in my house overnight oh, yeah. for him because I know he's going to pee and he does he pee every morning. There it is. He's seven. Wow. Time really flies. It flies. I know. I feel like I just got him. He shouldn't be seven. He's, he's middle-aged. Like, I know he's middle-aged. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I, I bet we could find a wooden bath mat. That's just as nice. That's not $139. Maybe I'll get a wooden bath mat. I really think because Oh, the lit. It's like it's grossing me out, honestly. Just I know. those bath mats. That's okay. a good idea, actually. Yeah. I'm gonna get one too. All right, well, guys, um, thank you for listening. As always, yeah. uh, we love you. Thanks we for sticking you. with us. Um, if you want more content, you know where to go. Patreon.com/slash/goop yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out a way to get into it, and I'll post like some pictures and recipes from Whole Thirty. Yum yum yum. Um, yeah, don't tag Jen Gunter. Do not tag her. And Jen, if you're listening, just leave us alone. Leave us alone. Yeah. Um, okay. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.